Blog Talk Radio. of <laughs> that version of my intro song is a little long. I can never tell if it's going to be short or long. So I want to welcome everybody to Vibe Time with Jerry on Facebook Live. Hopefully I don't get any lags. And everybody that's tuning in to Facebook, um, excuse me, to Vibe Time with Jerry. If you ever want to call in and just listen in, the guest, the guest call-in number is 516-387-1922. That's in case you can't connect on with Facebook. So anyway, tonight I have Gwen Clapper. She's holding on the line. She's an author, but not only that, she was, at one point of her career, a police officer. And her and I got to talking one night, 
in light of what happened to Victor, because you all know, I'm not even going to get into that long discussion, but we all know what happened to Victor at the, on the playground. Um, and so we decided that we were going to, instead of talk about paranormal, we want to talk about stranger danger because there are people out there that, that sometimes just have no clue. So I'm not going to keep her holding because we have a lot to talk about, and then right after that it's going to be the freaking awesome show, and I'll be on that show too. So we've got two shows back to back. But the second show at 9 o'clock is not going to be PG, and it's just it's going to be a lot of fun because we're going to be talking about birthdays and different things like that. So anyway, let me see. Gwen, are you there? I am here live from Norman, Oklahoma. Woohoo! <laughs> yes, I just flew in today from Virginia, and boy, are my arms tired. Waka, waka, waka. I'm so glad you came on the show because I know that you got to help Vanessa. <laughs> yes. So if you hear some banging and screaming in the background, it's just Vanessa throwing shit off the balcony. That's all. <laughs> yes, she'll finally get her chance. Maybe she, she should yes. throw it upstairs. But you know, I told her, she was like, I'm sorry if the neighbors keep you up. I'm like, you know what? I ain't the one. Okay, you yeah. got me here yeah. now. I'm not the one. She's like, please don't. <laughs> oh, she's going to be like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I don't have but a few more days left here. Please don't. <laughs> no, she, so I'm going to try to behave. Be right. Keyword she'll is try. Right. That, that's been part of her stress, so she'll be fine. <laughs> oh, yes. I think I think she's going to diffuse a whole lot once we leave here. In just a few days, yes, I think I she's going to so. feel a lot better. <laughs> I agree. I agree with you 110 percent on that one. Oh yep. yes. There's nothing worse than asshole so, neighbors. Thank God I don't have any like that. I'm telling you. So I just want to forewarn y'all. Seriously, if you hear any banging or anything going on in the background, all is okay. It really is. It's just her trying to get some stuff situated for the move. Now, now she's lying. It's the ghost in her spirit, guides, because I had an experience with that already. So I just just to tell the truth. <laughs> well, you know, there is a couple that have been, you know, trying to, you know, let me know. Oh, you don't remember us? Yeah, yeah, I remember you. I know you're still here, but you know what? You're gonna stay here when we go, okay? You ain't coming That's to right. Virginia. We got enough. We got enough spooks in Virginia, okay? You ain't coming with That's us. That's right. That's right. Not only that. <laughs> They can just they can just go to the next, go upstairs. They can go upstairs. Seriously, perfect. I hear the people upstairs want to meet you. I hear they're lovely. <laughs> <laughs> but <is> anywho, so <laughs> what we've got about a good fifty-two minutes to have okay. a discussion. Yes, <laughs> I'll keep track of our time. We got about fifty-two minutes to keep track or talk about stranger danger. we okay. got to get into some seriousness. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so just so the audience knows, can, can you just tell a little bit about yourself, please? Absolutely. Um, ap- yeah, <laughs> ma'am. Ooh, we got real serious. Um, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I um, I am co-founder and uh, CEO of Perfect Trust Productions alongside with my good friend and business partner, Vanessa Hogel. Um, I did recently uh, release a book, Embracing My Strange. 
um, which I am pleased to announce did make the bestsellers uh, list on Amazon, thank goodness, because I was really nervous about that. I'm also the founder of Beyond Perception Investigators, and I have past work history as an EMT firefighter, but I also worked as a police officer. And that tidbit right there, working as a police officer, is what struck up the conversation between you and I in which what had the unfortunate incident and what happened yeah. with your son. Yes. And um, we started talking about the whole situation with stranger danger and the different variations of how children uh, fall as as prey and how these people, how, how the predators, um, how these children are so easily accessible, not only out in public, but on social media platforms and, you know, through their cell phone device and uh, how things have changed over the years. And it's not just stranger danger, you know. Although right. stranger danger is is a real thing, as you well know, um, unfortunately, yeah. with what y'all have recently been through. Um, statistically, it has also been proven that most most children uh, know their uh, predators or their aggressors. They personally know them. This is this is people that they know and trust. So right. it's a very broad. Spectrum that these children can fall prey to, but I know that we want to talk about we want to really focus on the stranger danger because I think people have gotten um, a little bit relaxed with their children. Yeah. As far as social media and as far as well, they have a cell phone, so they're okay. What people need to realize is, if your kid is 10, 11, 12 years old, I don't care if they have a cell phone on them or not. They're still 10, 11, 12 years old. Right. You know, that's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. Not every child um, has been educated on. Right. what to do or how to react in a situation. Thankfully, your son had the mindset to react the way he did and to snap mm -hmm. that picture with his cell phone. You know, yeah. a lot of kids probably would have frozen or wouldn't have wouldn't have known to even gotten a picture, you know. Um, mm -hmm. The mere fact that he was able to get away, thankfully, you know, yeah. he was able to do that, you know, because a lot of these people can overpower these kids, snatch them, yeah. and be gone. And let's face it, depending on where you live, if you live in a more populated area like where, like where I am, um, I, I live in Chester, Virginia, it, it, a matter of minutes, anybody can be on any interstate, you know, and be gone. They can be in another state before anybody could even put out an Amber Alert. Right. So this You're is something. Right. This is something. You know, this is something that people really, you really need to talk to your kids about how to react, what to do. First and foremost is for them to try to get away. And mm -hmm. it used to be when I was a child, many moons ago. It used to be if somebody tried to grab you or tried to coerce you that you would try to get away from them and you would scream, you know, or do something. And I tell people now the same thing that we would tell um, women 
when a man is trying to grab them or sexually assault them, you don't just scream or yell for help because it's kind of like a car alarm. Nobody pays attention to it. They really don't. The best thing you can do is start screaming and yelling, fire. You start screaming and yelling, fire, people are actually going to come running to you because they think it's a fire. Right. It's something about people hearing fire. They will go running to it. Mm-hmm. How many times have you been in a Walmart parking lot and you hear a car alarm going off? Do you really pay any attention to it? Nope. You know, but the norm. You know, do you pay attention to it? They used to tell women all the time, hit, hit your panic alarm on your car if something's going wrong. How, do, how many people pay attention to it? I was in a park. They don't. I was in a parking lot up north, up up in New England. This was several years ago, at at a Walmart, coincidentally, and a woman starts screaming fire. Six of us went running towards her. It wasn't a fire. It was two men trying to sexually assault her behind her vehicle. Yeah. It was stopped. One was immediately apprehended by three huge men, <laughs> may I add, and I believe the second I believe the second one was later apprehended. But she was taught in her actually she told told the police officer later she was actually taught in her self defense class to yell fire, mm-hmm. and it worked. Hitting that panic alarm wouldn't have done anything. Everybody hears an alarm, yeah. they don't pay any mind to it. No, so they don't. it's little you, no they don't. It's little things like that. Make a scene. Yell fire. Tell the kids. It's okay. Some kids are like they're taught to respect and, and, and not to hit and not no. If somebody's trying to harm you, you scream and yell fire, you kick, you go for the eyes. You hear people all the yeah. time saying, Oh, well, you know, kick kick them in a certain place, you know, you kick them in the growing, kick Mm-mm. No. You go for those eyeballs. You go for that soft tissue and you start digging, they're going to let go of you. Rest assured. I'm, I'm right. telling you this because this is what we used to instruct people. You yell fire. You start digging for them eyeballs. They will mm-hmm. let go of you. You yell fire. People are going to come running to where you are. You know, There's a reason why you don't yell fire in a movie theater. There's a reason why it's illegal, unless there is indeed a fire, you know, because it draws attention. Right. Right. So and this is it's little things too, like that. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you've got human trafficking, yeah. a whole other yeah. subject right there. But human trafficking yeah. affects so many people, so many ages, both genders. It's not. It's not just women, you know. Uh, young boys, men have fallen victim to human trafficking. It's it, people yep. need to realize that they don't. It's it's not just a a male or female thing. This is a human problem. Okay, yes, it's yes. a human problem. I mean, look what happened with your son. He wasn't right. a five or a six year old little girl. No, you know? he wasn't. Nope. I mean, there, there, there are twisted people out there, and what alarms me, <laughs> what alarms me more than anything, 
is the people that are out here preying on children, what they do for a living. Yeah. That is what alarms me. Not all of them. Not all of them. Right. But when you find out that a certain individual that has gone after your child worked, either has worked or is currently working as a corrections officer, as a police officer, as an EMT, as a firefighter, as a priest, as a teacher, Mm -hmm. this should outrage us as a public. Yeah, I agree. You know, I agree. It it should outrage you to the point that you demand stricter laws, that you demand stricter background checks, that something is done. When I was an EMT, every time I switched houses, if I went, if I applied to a different firehouse, I had to go through another background check. I had no problem with that because I knew I didn't have anything to be worried about. It doesn't matter if I'm still working for a firehouse for 5, 10, 15 years. I am all in favor for yearly background checks. I feel yearly background checks should be done on on, uh, people that hold positions that deal with children, Mm -hmm. period. Whether if you're a firefighter, EMT, police officer, teacher, if you are dealing – bus driver, if you are dealing with a child, period – if, or if you hold a certain position of authority, right. corrections officer, anything like that, juvenile intake officer, anything, I feel it should be mandatory for a yearly background check. Yeah, because I, I think what disgusted me was getting that getting that article, somebody sending me that article about this man that did that to Victor, and he was a corrections officer screwing inmates, raping inmates in the jail. And he's out. Why? Why? Exactly. How did he get out? Can you imagine? And that's another thing. You know, how did he get out? He gets out. um, I believe he had, what was it, a, a pending hearing for that? Yes. Okay, so he was out for a pending hearing for raping inmates. Yep. In the course of his pending hearing, he attempts to attack slash abduct your son. That's right. There's a problem, people. If this individual is going to abuse their power, their position of authority – and rape inmates, and I don't care what you're an inmate. I don't care what you're in there for. He abused right. his position of power, period. You That's do right. not do that. If he was willing to do that, and he is now has a pending hearing, and he's out here preying on a child and gets picked up for that, there's a problem. He should have never been out to start with because of what he was doing to the inmates. That's right. Period. Yeah. Because as far as and I'm we, concerned, we knew. yeah, you know, you and I knew we talked as, about it. Yes, because as far because I told you how I felt. Because I'm getting ready to say to to everybody else exactly what I said to you. People can love me, they can hate me, they can do whatever they want. I, you know me, I don't care. Because the way I yeah. feel about this, because I feel strongly about this, because of that, him having a pending hearing, him getting out. And him attempting what he did with your son, 
would have been your son or anybody's child. The way I feel about it, had anything gone any further, had anything happened, or even with what did happen with your son, I feel the state should be held accountable. They let him out after knowing what he did or knowing what he was being accused of. People were like, well, he wasn't found guilty. It does not matter. He had a pending hearing for these accusations. He should have been watched more carefully. He should have been held somewhere, something. You need to do something because evidently there was enough evidence for them to even be having a hearing. Right. So for them to just say, oh, well, we're going to have this hearing, but in the meantime, you're free to walk about – so in he does state. anything in another state. In another so state. my in another state. So my <laughs> exactly. So my thing is, so if he goes and does something to somebody else somewhere else, whatever state, lets him just nonchalantly go. They should be held accountable for any victims that happen during that pending right. hearing. I'm sorry. That's just the way I see it. If that if that starts happening, if, if if jurisdictions are held accountable, you're going to see less of this. Right. All right. I agree with you on that 100. percent I agree. I mean, I'm just you know you still try to figure out how you know how how is that allowed to leave the state? You know, and like I, like you said, thank God Victor had enough sense to. You know, do what he did because I've always taught my kids to always be aware of your surroundings, and that comes from my background of corrections. It comes from my background of being a probation officer. I've always taught them to be aware of everything that surrounds them, always. Exactly. And you know what? What frightens me, because I've worked with my kids on it, you've worked with your kids on it, you, you look at our backgrounds. There's children yeah. out there that don't have that. They don't have a support system, and they fall prey so easily. And then you have mm-hmm. situations where these kids are falling prey by the hands of people that they trust, like I was talking about before, or yeah. by the or by mm-hmm. the hands of strangers, or by the hands of strangers. And then you have people looking at the police, and then you have people looking at. Uh, Child Protective Services saying, why aren't you doing more? I can tell you specifically of a case that I worked when I was a police officer. We had these children removed from the father on several occasions. The last occasion that I had the children removed, the house almost caught fire. When I went to push the door open, his head was against the door. He was passed out drunk, and the curtains were on fire. I I followed protocol. I had the kids removed. He went to the jail that night to basically to dry out, if you will. The children Mm -hmm. were returned to him at the following court hearing. I almost caught me a contempt charge as a police officer because the judge could tell I wanted to say something. The Commonwealth attorney was standing beside me. He was very upset that the children were being returned. I was literally biting my lip. The judge looked at me because at the time my last name was Reynolds. 
The judge looked at me and said, Officer Reynolds, you look as if you wish to speak. I said, I do. And the Commonwealth attorney just looks at me because he's like, "Uh uh-oh, because he knew I was getting ready to snap. And he said, (laughs) was there something that you wanted to add to this case? And I said, what is it going to take before something is done? Is it going to take for one of these kids to turn up dead? That's when he slammed the gavel and told me that I needed to shut my mouth before I bought a contempt charge. I kid you not. I almost went to jail that day. And it would have been worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I almost lost my badge. That is unreal. But that is, I'm I'm telling y'all that story because it gives you an example of how exhausted the people that are trying in the system can be. So that's right. why the public the public needs to get more pro proactive in it. Look up what the laws say. See how lax they are for these people that are that are waiting for trials. See how lax your social media is. Get mm-hmm. involved. See what yeah, you can I do. People are like what, what we, you know, yeah, exactly. Get involved. Yeah. People all the time are like, well, you know, what, well, well, what do we got to do around? This is how laws get changed. You start petitions. You contact your congressmen, your legislators. It's, it takes work. But the police, the ones who, who care, the ones who are really trying, because I'm not trying to say that all of them are the great guys, especially with everything that's happened over the past few years, right. okay? I'm not even going to get on that soapbox right now. CPS is overworked. I know one caseworker that was working 15 cases at one time. She had 15 kids at one time. They cannot yeah, keep everyone. up with how many ca- they can't keep up with how many kids are in the system. They need your help. And the best way you can help is start researching these laws. Start seeing what what can you do? As a voter, as a taxpayer, as a taxpayer, what can you do to help change these laws? Right. Yeah. Yep. Get involved, people. Yeah, it has to start somewhere, and that's why, you know, how many parents, you know, like I told you, stuff happened in school, how many parents, you know, how many parents are keeping track of what's going on in schools today? Oh, with what everybody, you just told you know, me. Everybody, 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 yeah. You know, they're so everybody's so quick, was so quick to get their daycare back in place, and that's what I mean when I say school. Their daycare back in mm-hmm. place. They don't care what happens to those kids in the school because you got your daycare, and I'll I'll just bluntly say that with with some parents, not all, but some parents have their daycare now. They could care less what is going on with the school, but I'm going to do something about it. Come this week, you bet your ass I will. And some of the with shit what you were just there, yeah. I don't know what they're doing to my kids. Are they with what I'm you were not just, talking about on high school level? But yeah, I don't know what they're doing behind closed doors right now. And after Victor, what he's went through this summer, at the end of his summer, and now I'm finding out stuff happening at the school. I'm just like, what's you know, what's going on? Yeah. 
you talk about with what you were telling me before the show? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, totally different subject, but what I mean is, yeah, I'm, it I'm is, trying to go but, the lines of parents need to be yeah. involved, and they're not. They are not. Yeah, with yeah, with what you were telling me earlier, parents definitely need to be involved. Stuff like that needs to be looked into. Jer- Jerry will get will touch on that later on, guys. But yeah. it's yeah. things are ha- things are happening right under your noses. Okay, mm-hmm. right yeah. under your noses, and you need to be involved. Pull your kid to the side. How was your day? And the kid is like, mine was all right. Pull it out of them. Find out right. what's going on. I, I do it. Like I, I, I have a 14-year-old son, and I drive him absolutely batty with it because I, like, I, I straight up interrogate his ass when he comes home from school. I do. <laughs> you know, I'm like, how was your day? You know, so, so what happened? You know, what did you have for lunch? I mean, I'm like, I'm like overkill with it to the point it just drives him batty. I do, but I do yeah. that because he, he, does, he does have other things going on in his life, and it's my way of, uh-oh, we jamming. We're jamming. Okay. <laughs> but, it's my, <laughs> but it's my way of keeping things in check. And even though it gets on yeah. his nerves, there are times that he will just randomly come to me when something is wrong because he knows he can talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he knows yeah, it's okay. I- Yeah, I've always told that to both of my kids, too. They can tell me that there's, there's things that basically in your life that you've went through that's nothing new to us. You know, I've always told them to tell me things no matter if it upsets me or not, whether it upsets me or not. No matter what my reaction is, I might be upset with something they did, you know, for a while, but I need to know because I cannot help them if they don't tell me. Exactly. I can't help them. You know, exactly. so and that's and I and I and I have had conversations with my kids. If an adult or anybody comes up to you and says, huh, "I'm going to kill your parents if you tell them this," you can come with me. That's a lie, because ain't nobody mm-hmm. going to touch me. I'll beat your ass. You know, I told my kids they know, they know. I'll, yeah. I'm like, don't don't listen to that story because I've seen a lot of kids. You know. You know, you watch TV and true stories and things like that, and kids that get mm-hmm. get abducted like that too. Your mom told me to come yep. pick you up. Well, what's the password then, bitch? Exactly. We, you know, you've I, got passwords. I gotta say, excellent point. There's other things that you can do as a parent to protect your child when you're not around them. Passwords. That's right. um, yep. You know, safe words, stuff like that. Um, a, a meeting, a safe meeting place. Should something happen and a kid needs to get away from from a situation, have a safe meeting place, and you know, have yeah. have them text you and say, "I'm at our meeting place. Come get me." You know, yeah. there's there's other ways. There's things that you can do, extra steps to protect your kid. You know, utilize it. Utilize it. And right. Especially in today's age. I mean, because you and I were talking about this. I mean, there was a time I thought too. I'm like, man, kids think they got it so bad. You know, we didn't. We you know, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have this. And what? But that's just it. When I was a kid, we didn't have all of this technology for people to be able to get to us the way they can today. 
yeah. anybody can do a search on anybody today and basically find yep. out where you live, who you hang with, if you have a job, right. what kind of car you drive. Whether you put that information out there or not, they can still find it. Yeah. Heck, yeah, and where you live, your address and everything. Exactly. So just just because we're living in a different age and we think that the kids don't have it so bad that, 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 you know, they have everything now, well, that's just the thing. They are more exposed now than what we were as kids. This is something, and I had, I, I, I was guilty of thinking that myself, especially when my daughter was a little bit younger, but I had to rewire my thinking on that and be like, you know, no, I didn't have social media. I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have a laptop. I didn't have – but my kids do. Oh, wait. That just mm-hmm. makes them more exposed. So I had That's to right. rewire my my thinking, you know, and I think this is something that people really need to consider. And there's there's other things that you can do, you know, talking about these devices, there's uh, parental controls that you can put on them. Um, right. If, if, you know, even if your kid is on Xbox, for example, we have Xfinity. On Xfinity, we can control when he's on that Xbox and when he's not. We can control when he's on his phone, when he's not. I mean, there's all sorts yeah. of you know tools out there for parents. If you don't know about them, ask somebody. Ask the carrier that that offers them. You know, they'll help you yeah. utilize them. That's right. It's, you know, you, you know, I'm not saying ban all these devices from your kid, you know, to have them live back in, you know, the 1850s. Well, I mean, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes for some kids, you know. But, but you know, if you want your kids to be able to, to have these devices and stuff, that's fine. But you as a parent need to be responsible with it as well because they right. are still – children you still have to be the parent that's right you're absolutely right about that so <laughs> even when they become adults I'm still a parent <laughs> I, I joke with my kids all the time because my 23 year old you know, she's grown and married, and my 14-year-old, my he's he's taller than me now, which, I mean, isn't hard to do, only 5'1", but he's taller than me now, and he weighs more than me, and both of my kids are, you know, bigger than me now, and I'm like, that's okay, because I'm still mom, and they're like, yes, ma'am. Right. <laughs> that's right. It's so funny. You're right, because I have both of my boys that stand up against me. Vicente is way taller than I am. And then Victor is catching up with me, and I'm just like, dude, I will, I will take you out still right here. You go ahead. <laughs> Don't forget who I am. The, the famous line, I brought you into this world, and I will take well, you take out. You out. <laughs> yep, that's right. That's right. I carried you for nine months. Well, actually, not really, but I did. I carried you so for nine I months. I will take you out. I'll, look, I carried you for nine months. I will take you out in nine seconds, okay? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, but, yeah, you know, it's, um, <laughs> it's a crazy, crazy world we live in. Crazy. It it really is. But the, the bottom yeah. line is I want parents to, to understand what, what the stranger danger is. You can have people – 
basically stalking your kids, and they could do it for months, and you not even know. I mean, for all we know, this sleazeball that was watching Victor could have been stalking him for a while, for all we know. He could have been watching his pattern. Yeah. I mean, don't you know, we, we really yeah. don't no, know. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, agree so, because I'm, I'm, I'm real particular about patterns when my kids mm-hmm. go out. I don't, and I'm real particular about my own. I don't walk at the same time every day. You know, there are just certain things exactly. I don't do at the same time every day. And, you know, my kids sometimes laugh at me for some of the things that I do, but it is my background. It's ingrained in my head, and it doesn't go anywhere. You don't need to be in law enforcement, a police officer. That doesn't leave you. I've had people tell me that I need to learn to shut off um, that part of my life, and I'm just like, no, because that part of my life is what saves me. That you don't just flip a switch and say, okay, you know, I'm not going to be in that thinking mode anymore. When something happens, I go straight into corrections training. I mean, it just, it just, it comes back real quick. I don't care how long you've been out of yep. a job like that, because it's been five years since I've been a probation officer. You don't just cut that off. My whole life has been revolved around something dealing with law enforcement. Exactly. You, like you said, when you have spent so much time in training and working, yeah. when you've been devoted to something like that, it becomes a part of you, and you can't just switch it off between police and what I've done with um, fire and with EMS. Right. Even though I haven't, I haven't done EMS in. Gosh, probably five years now. I think think it's been about four and a half, five years since I've been on the truck. There are still situations today that something will happen, and my training from all three, if needed, will kick in. And it it has saved my tail or it has saved somebody else's tail because it kicked in. Had it not kicked in, we probably would have been in trouble. Right. You know, you can't. You cannot just switch it off. It's like taking somebody who's been in the military and an emergency happens, and let's say that there's a shooter, and they react the way that they do and end up saving some some people or whatever. It's ingrained in their head. It's fight or flight. They're going to fight. They have no fight. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, you can't just shut it off. It doesn't happen. No, nope. And I have weird little things, or the kids call it weird little things, but I'm sorry. You know, I'm always in a expect the unexpected. That was ingrained in my head. Mm -hmm. Always expect the unexpected, always expect the unexpected, and you do that. You know, you just, you, there is no guard down. (laughs) No, nope. There isn't a time for that. We used to we used to always in EMS we used to always plan for the best, expect the worst. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> That's what we did. We yeah. planned for the best, yeah. but expected the worst. You know, right. and people are like, "Well, when you expect the worst, what then?" I was like, "Then you always had a plan B." Basically, is what we said. You know, that that's what we did. You always had your right. plan, but you always expected whatever you planned. To not go right, so you always had your backup, you know. <laughs> right, right. 
Because let's face it, life itself, you can plan something out to the letter. There's going to be a money wrench thrown in there sideways. Never fails. That's right. It never, you're absolutely right about that. It never fails. And, you know, I don't know. It's just cray, 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 cray times, big time. And you're, you know, I'll always tell people, you know, local people, even with Urbana, because I'm going, I'm changing our subject, small towns don't think that they're safe. Can expect mm-hmm. unexpected all the time. That was one thing I noticed about small towns since you brought that up because I was a, where I was a police officer was a very, very small rural town. It seems small towns seem to attract certain types of people sometimes, unfortunately. Um, not saying that everybody in small towns are bad. Small towns can have very good people there and small towns sometimes tend to have um, an aura about them uh, when people know each other and like for example if if, if there's a, a death in the family you know everybody you know pulls together and, and helps that family right. out and you know there, there, there there's good things about it but the right. one right. drawback the one drawback I've noticed about small towns is pedophiles felons like to hide out in them and they tend they tended to they tend to be the people that hold sometimes hold positions within the towns or they blend in then there are certain there they are certain individuals that you would never expect to be this way and they are trusted with everybody's kids or they're trusted with the elderly, or they're trusted with with the handicapped, and these are the people that they choose to victimize. And it is scary as hell. You know, don't believe you know, you know, don't believe me. Look it up. The statistics are there. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people don't understand that. In case people don't know, um, Kimberly has said that said that on her. you know, earlier under her comments, they do have the sex registry, the um, sex offender registry, but um, not all sex offenders register like they're supposed to either. You know, no, you can check they the don't. sex offender registry, but they don't, they don't do what they're supposed to do. No, they don't. Do you know how many, if I had a dime for everyone I had to go looking for when I was an officer because they failed to register? Yeah. Yeah. Went to their last known address. Oh, they moved six months ago. Where to? I don't know. Yeah, I bet you don't. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Right. Of course they do. Yeah. Mm hmm. You know, I really, really, because in most cases, the ones that were telling us, oh, I don't know where they moved to, have two or three of their kids, and they know that if this dude gets locked up. They're not going to get any child support money, which they only get half the time anyway. Right. I mean, I don't mean to be a major B, but I'm just saying what I know because I've been down that road because I was one of the ones that had to go and look for these fools. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, there's that. But, 
But no, you're right. There's a yeah. lot. There's a high, high number of them that don't register like they're supposed to. And why should they? What recourse is there? What happens to them when right. they don't register? What what follow through is there? That goes back to the laws, the lacks in the laws. That's you know right. what is yeah, done. What is do, what is actually what is actually done to them? Hey, here's an right. idea, and I'm not saying I'm because I'm, I don't partake in it. But instead of locking somebody up for simple possession, how about we clear them out and make room for these fools? Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. Yep, I agree. Instead of, you know, instead of locking folks up for having, like, you know, a little roach on them, let's go and get these, these suckers out here that haven't registered in two years and put them in prison. Right. They're yeah, not doing not anything. They're, they're not doing anything productive for the public, right. for society anyway, because chances are they're not working, because if they're working, that means they have to report their Social Security number for tax purposes, which would make it easier to find them. Right. So if they're not and working, they're that. not doing anything, they're not registering, what are they doing out walking about other than victimizing other people? Right, exactly. So let's get rid of the simple possession people. Okay, slap them on the hand or whatever you're going to do, because the way I see it, that's a victimless crime anyway if it's simple possession. And I was like this as a cop, people. Okay, anybody that knew me as a cop would tell you this was the way I looked at it then. Okay, that's a victimless crime. If you're smoking a joint here and there and you're doing it in your home and you're not hurting nobody, okay, whatever. I don't care as long as you're not coming out in public and hurting nobody, whatever. But why are you taking up a jail cell? When we got this fool out here that's not registering, that's hurt goodness knows how many people, children, and they're not registering, and they're out here walking around doing whatever the heck they want to do. No, that right. is jacked up. That is. When you put it in that perspective, that is very, very much so. And, you know, you made me, you made me think about things with the criminal justice because, you know, that's what my degree is in, so... Now mm-hmm. my attitude, well, my attitude was kind of like that when I was a probation officer, too, that where is the justice with certain things, but criminal justice, the criminal has more rights than a victim yep. does. Oh, period. A- absolutely. It, it is so messed up. Yeah, we have a really good victim advocate here. We really do. She She is on top of her game, but... They the, the they get more rights. It just it's just the criminals get more rights. Oh, I mean, I know I know some awesome prosecutors. I know some awesome yeah. Commonwealth attorneys. I know some awesome police officers, juvenile intake officers, uh, victim advocates. I've met some really kick-ass people in that field that yeah. are on the top of their game. Yes, um, they are. I, I know some uh, caseworkers through social services. Believe it, I mean, I've met some really good people who yeah. are compassionate, who really care, and who bust their rump for 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 the victims, for the survivors, who do everything in their power. The problem is, they are worked against by the system itself. 
Right. The, the very system that they are trying to uphold is working against them because, like you said, of the criminal justice system, the way it's worded. It's working against them. They can only yeah. do so much. Right. You're right. And that's sad. It is. It, it was, it was one of the – it was one of the things that when I was no longer a police officer, I was actually relieved because I – even though I was only a police officer briefly, the political red tape BS, I was yeah. so glad not to be dealing with anymore, so right. glad because I was, I was tired of seeing good officers getting ripped. I was tired of seeing victims getting, yeah. you know, just completely shafted. I was so tired of it. I was tired of seeing repeat offenders getting slapped on the wrist and released. Yeah. I was tired of seeing people that were being found guilty of victimless crimes being given five, six, and seven years. Yeah, I, I agree. I, <laughs> I, I, I was so... So you know exactly what victimless crimes I'm talking about. Again, the yeah. the, the, the yeah. simple possession. Meanwhile, you got a habitual offender out here, drunk driving, then killed their second person, three years, two and a half years suspended on good behavior. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. go to the ASAP program me? and get a habitual offender evaluation. Yeah, I know. Oh my <laughs> God, these are the but, things you know, with. <laughs> With that job that people don't see, and people wonder yeah. why I ended up with PTSD. You're lucky I'm not an yeah. alcoholic. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now you understand. Now you understand why I can't go to jury duty in a court. I I laughed when I got that letter. I sure did laugh <laughs> when I was when they sent me a letter saying you're on standby. I, I'm like, are you serious? Subpoena me to court. You know, you know how many years I've sat in court? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you don't want I got me a letter. Jury, I got a letter for one. I did um, oh about uh, about a year ago, and when I called, I called them, and the lady on the other end, I explained to her about this letter that I got, and <laughs> she was like, "Yes, ma'am." I said, "There, there's." There's just one question. She said, what's that? I said, I'd like um, the hell you say for $500, Alex. <laughs> and she said, excuse me? And I was like, ma'am, I don't think y'all want me. <laughs> yeah. And she said, well, why not? So I began to explain everything to her. And it was a case of a very disturbing sexual assault. And I explained to her my situation of a loved one, which you know about. And yeah. Um, yeah. she was like, oh, and I gave her the case number. And I sat on the phone and had her look it up. And she was like, oh, this is the case of so-and-so versus so-and-so. It was, it, it was a landmark case. And I said, yes, ma'am. I said, I'm, you know, so-and-so, you know, told her how I was involved in the case. And right. she was like, "Oh, um, I'll make a note in this. You, you, you are, you're excused." I said, "Thank you." Yeah. I didn't have to show yeah. ID, nothing. I just gave her the case number and the jurisdiction. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah. do I need to bring paperwork, ID, anything? She's no, 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 ma'am. You are excused. Yeah. She hung yeah. up and before I, I could I, say goodbye. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like you can walk into the courtroom and, you know, I can see myself being on, on a jury and me, you know, saying hi to the judge. Hey, how you doing? Because I know that the first thing they would question is why I'm sitting there. Why is this Raya sitting there? What is, what are y'all doing? So I, if you're I like me showing up. Yet. If you're like me showing up in my old jurisdiction, in my old jurisdiction where I was a cop, and the judge sitting there going, (laughs) why are you here? I'd be like, oh. (laughs) They invited me. I'll be be pointing at the clerk. He invited me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You got a case today? No. Then why are you here? (laughs) I just wanted to come by and see you. How you been? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly, because that is no, not without jury duty. <laughs> I'd be like, long time no see. You still here? You ain't never going away, are you? <laughs> yeah, oh, my word. Trip, so. I don't even know what I'd do with that letter, but I'm anxious. I'm like, okay, let them subpoena me, because goodness gracious. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll be glad to say hello to the Commonwealth. How you doing? Yeah, right. On the day to the case, you really don't want me in there. You really don't. I know y'all missed me, but damn. I know, right? You got a subpoena me. I thought I I didn't think that would ever happen to me, but yeah, you go right ahead. (laughs) For real. Everybody's guilty. I'm just putting that out there. I don't do this hair trial shit. You're in there, you're guilty, damn it. I'd be the one one to walk in, clear my throat, and go, shoot (laughs) him! Yeah. Yeah, Miss Clapper, you're excused. Miss Clapper, you're excused. Exactly. Have a good day. Give a psychological exam while you're at it. Uh, yeah, seriously. I'm fine. The voices in my head said I'm fine. That's right. All 50 of them. That's right. Well, I don't know. 32 yeah, of them like to argue with each other. <laughs> it's a. 32 of them like to argue with each other, so, you know. Yeah, that's right. But. That's right. That is a trip. But, but you're absolutely right. But I know, I know. See, I was sitting here looking at the time because I've been keeping an eye on time, too. I just wanted to. Um, yeah, I just wanted all, on a serious note just to remind everybody that keep in mind, whether it's stranger danger or whether it's people that you trust, because that's right. there was. There, there was a situation of a loved one of mine. It was somebody that they trusted that something happened to them, and it was somebody that I would have never have guessed in a million years. And that was yeah. that was really that was really hard. So whether yeah. it's stranger danger or whether if it's if it's somebody that the victim trusts, keep an eye on everybody. Okay, right. don't put nothing past nobody. Educate your kids. Let your kids know they can come and talk to you no matter how upset they think you might get, that it is so important that they can come and talk to you. Come up with those code words, those passwords, those safe places to meet, okay? Let them know it doesn't matter day or night. They can come to you. They can text you. They can whatever it is. Let them know about the dangers of, of social media, 
not to not to be talking or accepting friend requests from people they don't know or if they have, it's one mutual friend. No, be right. vigilant of surroundings at all times. Always. Don't be afraid to you know. Don't be afraid to fight if they if they feel uncomfortable and somebody's you know getting too close to them and they and they they feeling threatened. Get away, get away from them. Yell fire if somebody goes to grab them. I'm telling you, if you yell fire, people are gonna come running. Right. She's right and about just that. Keep, just keep in mind, please, today's times, because we're all guilty of, oh, how tough can they have it? Da, 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 da. I, like I said, I've caught myself say it, saying it. But right. seriously, kids have got a lot on them today. They do. They, and they're so accessible. They're so accessible now. And you don't even know if somebody's been stalking your kid. They could have been watching your kid for the past two weeks, and you not even know it. That's right. Be vigilant. Be vigilant. Be a parent. Take control. Please, yep. please, go online. Look, look, look for ways to control those devices if you have to. Okay. Right. Be a parent. Be a parent. They may hate you now, but guess what? If your kids never hate you, you're doing it wrong. That's right. <laughs> I get the I hate you quite a bit. Oh, girl. <laughs> Who are you telling? I got a 14-year-old at home. Man, I hear yeah. that at least six times a week. I'm like, whatever. Every time he says it now, I'm like, you know what? I love you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just tell him take a number. I'm like, take a number because there's a lot of people out there that do hate me. Just take a number. If you're going to call me a bitch, take a number. You know. I'm just so used to I've actually, that. I've actually heard parents and grandparents say, oh, if I do that, they're going to hate me. And I just look at them, and I'm like, if they never hate you, you're doing it wrong. That's right. <laughs> Come on now. Jeez. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Let them hate you now, but that means they'll be alive later. So, well, I mean, which one are you willing to take? I'll take right. a little bit of them hating me now, you know? Come on. Right. You're right about that. Girlfriend, it was. <laughs> We've got one minute and forty seconds. Okay, but um. What oh, also, minute? also, real quick, if anybody sees like a, a missing child on Facebook or whatever, before you share that post, click on it and make sure they haven't been found. Because yeah. sometimes some of these kids are found deceased, and when you continue to share it, the family sees it. Right. And that's that. That's very distraughtful. Okay. I know. I know people don't mean to do it, but take a few extra minutes or Google the case, or you know, go, Google the post and see if the child's been found or if they've been found deceased. If there's no update, then by all means, please share it. Okay. Yeah. But there's been some cases yeah. that the children have been yeah, so there's been some cases the children have been found deceased and it really upsets the family. Right. You're right. So All right, my girlfriend, will you tell um Vanessa I said hello? I will. It's been so, quiet for like ten minutes, so I better go in there and check on her. <laughs> all right, well I appreciate you coming on the show. I really Thank do. you for having me. Thank yeah. you for having me, hon. Y'all, y'all have a good night. You too. 
<laughs> yes, ma'am. All right. Bye. All right. Bye, hon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm going to mute. It's a freaking awesome birthday fest. Let's do this. Hello, all you freaks out there. This is Ryan, and welcome to the freaking awesome show. Hope everyone's having a lovely Tuesday evening. Hope everyone had a good weekend, too. Um, I am super excited for this show tonight. Um, it is a tradition that dates back all the way back to 2000, I guess, 15, when Holly and I Holly Mullins and I would uh, host 
this show together. We had, uh, are you coming to join me? Okay. All right. Kimmy's going to be joining us because she brought her bear out and that means she wants to join the show. So, anyways, Paul and I's birthdays are uh, like a week apart. So, well, no, five days apart. She's the 13th on the 18th. So, uh, October, obviously. So, uh, we had, a, you know, a birthday show. So, then I found out our friend Jerry who hosts Five Time with Jerry, her birthday was yesterday. And then our friend Savannah, her birthday is on the 17th. So I was like, you know, we should just all come together, have a big birthday celebration podcast, and just talk about, since it's October, we're going to be talking about Halloween, these things, um, like best costume you wore, like the worst costume you've ever, either, you know, stuff like that when you were kids growing up, you know, Halloween memories and stuff. And we'll learn to talk about some of, uh, you know, their scariest experiences because we're into the paranormal too. So we'll talk about that as well. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, put – I know I see Jerry's here, so I'll put her on. Boom. Hello. Hello. How are you? Happy – good. Happy late birthday. Your birthday was yesterday. Yes, it was. <laughs> oh. How was it? Did you have a good day? Yes, I had a really good day. Now I'm just seeing what other shoe's going to drop being 51 now. Oh, my goodness. I thought you were 15. I am. That's right. Yeah. You just got a really deep voice for a 15-year-old. That's all. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> and you started a 15-year-old with, like, two kids. You got, start, you got started early. You know, don't, you, don't waste, you don't waste any time, do you? <laughs> <laughs> got to keep them. Come on, man. So, all right. That's so, we got right. Jerry on the line. I believe we got Holly Mullins coming on the show next. There she is. Hello. Evening. Hello. Hello. How are you? Welcome I'm back. How are you? I know. I was telling this is like a tradition for us. You I know. know. It's so shows. nostalgic. Man. Yeah. Our shows went. Uh, <laughs> our shows. Our shows a little more R-rated than. Uh, you know, back in the day, but you know, we'll, we'll have fun. We, you know, we're. I'm excited to to do this. I think I saw Savannah. Well, there she is. All right, Savannah is back. I'm gonna go ahead and add her to the show here. Hi and guys. Party. Yes. <laughs> Welcome, Savannah. How are you? I'm doing well. How are everybody? We're great. I'm good. So I believe Holly's birthday is tomorrow. So happy birthday, Eve, to Holly. No, thank you, guys. Woo. And happy birthday to Jerry yesterday. <laughs> thank you. That's, we You're all have welcome. our party hats on now. We're going to get the streamers out. Have it open, have it open. <laughs> Savannah, your birthday is on Saturday, right? Is that right? 17th? Sunday is the 17th. I Sunday. Think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sunday, it's, that's it's right. the 15th is Friday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So your birthday's on Sunday. Yep. And mine's on Monday. So now we got that all cleared up. Now we got our birthdays in order. So that's why people will know why we're having a birthday <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'll celebrate together. 
Yeah, so, I guess like probably I said, you'll be there in spirit. Yeah, we'll have to maybe maybe do maybe they can FaceTime Holly from the cabin on Friday. So we're, all, <laughs> we're all together. Yeah, yeah. we'll have to do something. <laughs> I'm waiting for somebody not to talk, so I don't know what to say. Oh. So here we no. are. <laughs> Yeah, it's always difficult when you're having more than more than like another one person talking. Like, you know, when you have a one on one interview, it's more about talking over each other, but it's it's kind of like almost like a minefield trying to figure out when can I talk, when can I say, you know, stuff. Um but like I said, I don't instead of like just us talking over each other, I figure we just talk about like this is October, we'll talk about like Halloween stuff like Halloween memories and uh, stuff like that. Um, you know, kind of get nostalgic for an hour <laughs> and uh, just shoot the shit. What do you think? That works for well, me. I've got a question for everybody. Okay. Okay. So I'll start with Jerry, and this is for everybody so you can think about it. So you have right. your Libra horoscope, right? Everybody knows what yeah. a horoscope says. Do you agree with you are a uh, typical Libra top that they put in Zodiac? Uh, To some extent, yes. (laughs) Yeah. So for me, what gets me personally? Yeah, what gets me personally about Libra is for me, what irks me is them saying that we're obsessed with ourselves. That I'm like, well, that ain't me, so I don't know. We have a high confidence in ourselves. Yeah. So what about you, Ron? I was looking up what a lever is. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know what the personality trait is. I thought since it's scales, you were supposed to be balanced or something. I'm glad uh, that I gave you a little bit of time to look that up, Ron. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, you're welcome anytime. Uh, okay. Savannah, what about you? Yeah, let, let, yeah, let Savannah go first. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, like like Jerry said, to an extent, you know, uh, I, I I feel like I'm I'm your typical Libra. I don't like how they say we're the fake sign. Yeah. See, I'm more well, afraid of yeah. But oh hell no. Uh, Fake? No. They say that we're the fake sign because we want people to like us. Okay. Like yeah. That so we like attention. Yeah. We're not fake because we're nice guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why? Who doesn't want people to like them? That doesn't make sense. I mean, I want people to hate me. That doesn't make that's that doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, yeah, but see, this is the thing about it too: is people have to look at the whole rising and everything, the, your moon rising and all that around it, and it kind of helps kind of um, break that down for you. That's why I ask, because I'm like, every time that somebody brings up something about a Libra, I'm like, hey, that's not me. <laughs> but, you right. know, everybody's born in them different um, rising moons and everything, and there's a way to look it up online. And it's interesting if you know, like, the location of where you were born and the time. Right. Um but yeah, I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. I had no idea we were called yeah. Libran. 
Like that's I thought I thought we were just called Libras, but it says right here Librans, L I B R A N S, are extroverted. Which you know I'm not really super extroverted. Cozy, so I'm not sure what that means. And uh, friendly people. I mean cozy and friendly. You know I could deal with being cozy. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I can, I can. I have seen nothing wrong with that. Although being, you know, <laughs> although being called fake because you like want people to like you, that's you know, that blows my mind. People are just jealous when they say that. Yeah. They know we're the also best sign. They want to keep us down. You would have to look also. I mean, if we want to get deep into that rabbit hole, um, is like how many times <laughs> have they re- been reincarnated to maturity of what their spiritual age is versus. You know, now. So that plays a big part in that, too. Yeah. Right. Mm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We're all deep there. <laughs> well, so, yeah, I mean, we're all, you know, Libras are pretty cool. We're well balanced in terms of yeah, I like us too. And I and just to yeah. let the record reflect, I don't care if people like me or not. Thank you. I mean, neither. And I think exactly. that's another thing. We're yeah. nice to be nice because it makes us feel good, not because it makes you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. We do it for us, damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> for us. Don't forget it. If you're not a leaver, don't forget that. <laughs> We're number one. Right, October the number one month. Pump all the other ones. Oh, all the other. It. If you was, if you're not in October, baby, the rest of the month sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> so let me ask you guys another question, since we're on the subject of Libras. So name one sign that you always think of or know as a person in your life that was that sign, and you're like, Ugh. like you know, everybody goes and says, oh, them them Scorpios or. Then Aries. So, which one? Going back around the table, Jerry. What? What is it for you? Uh, Capricorns. I can tell you right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Okay, um, so, Ron. Capricorns. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even know. I don't really associate people's personality with their sign, so I don't even know. I. I'm not even sure what sign Angie is, to be honest. Really? No. Is she cancer? Or... It's okay. You can say skip. You can totally say skip. I'm going to skip this question. I'm playing this fifth just because I don't really pay attention to that stuff too much. I'd, I'd be okay, making something up. I still love you. Random. Hey, all good. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not okay, going to hang up. That's good. I'm going to kick off the show. Um, your own show. So I'm going to complicate it a little bit <laughs> with my answer. Uh it's Virgo women and Aries women. Virgo yeah. and Aries men, I'm fine with. But the See, Virgo women and Aries women. Yeah, I've heard that a lot about Virgos. And um, I know for myself, it would have to be Aries. They are effing crazy, or can be. Let me put yeah. it out there for the ones listening. Can be effing crazy, depending on, I guess, the rising, all that, whatever. But also Capricorns. So I'm with I'm with Jerry on that one. Girl. I haven't <laughs> had too many run ins with a Capricorn. So I can't say. Oh. But I think my Mercury or one of my planets is in Capricorn. Yeah, you don't want any run ins with a Capricorn. 
no, no. And that's funny because Dallas is also a Capricorn, and he has oh. qualities of a Cap. But the ones that I've known that give Caps a bad name, then he's totally not in day. Yeah. We'll so consider it might, Dallas it maybe that female Capricorn. energy versus male. Yeah, yeah. Right. He's, a, he's a special Capricorn. He like my, my buddy Brandon. My buddy Brandon's a Virgo, and he's my best friend, but I can't stand Virgo women. Well, yeah, see, I've <laughs> heard that before. That's so funny. Interesting. So somebody's got to ask a question that Ryan knows, because he can't skip no more. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know. Like I said, I don't I don't pay attention to that to that stuff. Um, well, but it's interesting how people like yourself. you know, huh? <laughs> you do have well, to defend you know. yourself, honey. Come on, guys. <laughs> so let's. Uh, so, so here's Ron's question, Ron. This is just for All right, you. Ask me so, hmm. Turn it down a little bit. Elvira or Morticia? Oh God. You know what? I'm going to throw a curveball in there. I'm going to say Lily Monster. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Okay, okay. Yeah. You did throw a curveball. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you know, Elvira is nice to look at, but God, she's, I mean, she's been around for a long time. Is this, is this the same woman? I mean, I remember seeing her when I was a kid, and she's no, still no, looking No, I saw her scare face, like, and I was like, wow. Like, I think she sold it to the sold devil or something, because she is... Has a lost a step. Okay, watch what I Crazy. say. Crazy, you know, Elvira just come out of the closet. I'm proud of her. I, I mean, I didn't know. <laughs> no, I mean, it probably wasn't like a public thing until she made it public, you know. But yeah, it's well, awesome. no shit, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, who would know? And that's the thing. I'm thinking, you know, like who would know unless you, unless they tell you. There were no, no like, well, signs or whatever. Yeah, she was, she's a very private person, but good for her. Coming out, I guess man. she has to be because, you know, it takes away from the mystique if they they know the person behind the hair and the boobs. Yeah, exactly. Cray, cray. Okay. Ryan, you got the next question. <laughs> All right. So, Jordan, let's go, let's go down the uh, Elvira, you know, horror like genre here. What was your the first horror movie that you remember seeing? And I'll start with Savannah. Oh, that's easy for me. My mom made me watch all the Chucky films. And then for <laughs> Christmas she bought me a My Buddy doll. Wow. <laughs> Y'all know what that is? Yep, we sure do. Yeah. Yeah, I so I had to watch. I don't like dolls. <laughs> I don't care for them either. I feel you on that one. <laughs> and I blame my mother for it. <laughs> How about you, Gary? Friday the 13th. Oh, it's How creepy. old were you when you saw that? I don't know, gosh. My God, Brian, I'm 51 years old. I'm not going to remember. <sighs> Gosh, I was young. I don't know. 
that was my stomach. I have no I, I have no clue. I can't remember that far back. All I know is that Friday the thirteenth is the one that stands out the most. Yeah. First one, probably. yeah. <laughs> My sister is saying you, that I was young and I don't remember what I age say, I was. I can't and... say Children of the Corn because Children <laughs> of the Corn I didn't watch until later, and I've never finished watching The Exorcist at all. I'll get to a certain part and cut it off. You know, I've never watched that movie fully at all. <laughs> See, I'm not really into horror movies. I'm weird, but I I love like the more. Uh, the paranormal side of it, but I haven't, I had never watched none of the Conjuring movies, any of that, because after you do it for so long and you step away from it, it's just so repetitive and you're like, oh, it's just one another, another one of those movies. But then I finally, yeah. now I'm sitting down and putting my toes in the water on some horror movies. Yeah, everybody should be so proud because I wouldn't raise, my dad would never watch that because he didn't, it freaked him out. So, I was raised with UFO documentaries there. <laughs> hey, I'm, right, I'm right there with you. I did not watch horror movies. I mean, you can ask Kimmy. I will watch not. Watch anything. No. I will. Nope, 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 nope. The first scary movie I saw uh, was actually a Disney movie, and you'll laugh, but it was called um, The Watcher in the Woods, and it was an like old, wow. came out, like in maybe the late the late 70s, had Betty Davis in it. And there was, it was about this, this group of kids who went to live with a grandma or aunt or something, and they end up going end up in this like, like abandoned church or something. And somehow they, some little kid got, girl got transported to another dimension, and she's wearing a blindfold. And whenever they look in a mirror, they see this girl with a blindfold on, staring back at her or looking back at them through a blindfold, I guess, saying, "Help me." Help! I swear I could not look in the mirror for like a month <laughs> after that. It was Thanks. like, you know, people are scared of Jaws, going to the ocean after seeing Jaws. I didn't care. I, I jumped in the ocean every day seeing that movie. But after watching Watcher in the Woods, I, I just well, wouldn't, I could not, like, it was like so, freaked me out so bad. Then my the first horror movie I saw was Children of the Corn by accident. It was, I was flipping channels, and I started, it was on, I guess it was on HBO or something, and I started watching it, and you know, like how you, you know like how you drive by a car wreck, and you look at it, and yeah, you look think, at it for too long where it and you, so you actually see something you don't want to see, but then you can't look yeah. and stop looking, that was what I was doing, <laughs> and I was like, oh crap, and then, see what, about a month after that, I couldn't walk into a cornfield without freaking out, <laughs> Cornfields and mirrors are ruined for me now. That's why my hair always looks all messed yeah. up. I just, you know, I can't look in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. My sister surrounded you know, by a mirror of, uh, have to face them, yeah. <laughs> Disney was brutal back in the day, I'm just saying. <laughs> what those, those movies like it was it was yeah it was pretty pretty scary, you know. And those they created like, some Kirby good ones. Like if you go on and watch the Disney, if you have Disney Plus, you can go back and see it. And they're like, wow, Disney created something like this, and it's it's kind of out there, but yeah. Yeah, they had definitely had like, that, that darn cat. My 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 uncle's a cat or whatever. I don't know what they're called, but it's like just crazy. Crazy, like a shaggy dog, and you know, movies like that. It's like, oh well. 
the uh, the ideas ideas department must be uh, running out. <laughs> so, um, you know, we do you know we do on the paranormal a lot, and uh, there are some paranormal shows. Obviously, they're on television right now. I know the ones that they can probably pick out the ones you guys probably don't like. What is your favorite show on TV right now to watch? If you guys watch stuff on paranormal, uh-huh, it's like a recommendation thing. type of thing. Uh huh. Thing. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. How about you, Holly? Uh, that's my favorite. I don't. <laughs> I don't watch them. I can't bring myself to do it. That's, that's, I don't. I don't watch them either, Holly. But yeah, if I was going to watch one, it'd be Paranormal Caught on Camera. Right. Those I got good. you on that. I see that. I see why. Because it, yeah. you know it's there is debunking at the same time. Um, I watch. I, I'm. This is a little insight on Holly, and I say it a lot, but I'm a documentary whore, and I watch a lot of spiritual stuff, so the Guy Channel and mm-hmm. things like that. So that's what I get deep down into. And then, you know, there's the occasional 600-pound life. <laughs> and, you know, we could just go on about what Holly watches all day. <laughs> yeah, Angie watches uh, I'm in Love with a Mama's Boy. That's her new thing. She'll watch that on Discovery+. Plus. <laughs> and she likes all those like, oh, love stories, love like shows too. Yeah, I, like, started I don't know. Sorry, go ahead. We watch. So you watch this? I watch the Spirit Science Channel. We started. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Those are those are interesting. Those are fun to watch. Um, they are fun to watch, especially for people like Ryan, who is extremely ADHD. And like myself, yes. who don't like to sit down and read, it's more, it's, it's really cool. It's very educational, spiritually. Yes, and they're bite-sized pieces. They're, they're really, they're fun to watch, little cartoons, so they make it easy to understand. So. Yes, back to the it's, ADHD it's thing. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't get bored after, you know, after like five minutes. When is this going to be over? God, this sucks. <laughs> question have you ever did you like guys growing up did your grandparents or you know someone around you tell you ghost stories did that happen for you guys yes did happen wasn't it wasn't ever for me it wasn't ever in halloween we would go to my grandparents house uh or their farmhouse up in caroline county and Mm -hmm. uh it was during the summertime we'd sit out in the front in the back porch and you'd hear the crickets in the background. You see the fireflies, you know, in the you know driving, flying around and stuff. And he'd tell me tell a story about the West Point light, where the this, this guy was uh, was walking down the train track, and the train hit him and lost his head. So you, if you go to a certain spot in West Point, you'll see uh, a light, and it's the uh, it's the uh, the train, the railroad conductor, with his lantern looking for his head. And, of course, you know, the whole ride home, I'm looking around. Oh, crap, you know, I want to see this guy. That's so cool. Yeah. See, that's nostalgia right there. That's awesome. Yeah. So what about you, Barry? I I have never had those experiences, believe it or not. I didn't really. I, I, 
uh, well, as far as my grandparents, my grandfather lived overseas, so we didn't get to see him much. And then well, my other grandparents passed away, so I really didn't get to know them. So I haven't had the um, grandparent experience that a lot of people get. Right. So what? Like nobody else tells stories of like uncles and or you know just sit around no. and tell you these stories when you were younger. <laughs> what about you, Santa? No. Yeah, I'm with Jerry. Nobody, nobody ever really sat around and told me stories. Um, my mom thought it would be funny because I was a big chicken, you know. I was afraid of the dark when I was a kid. And uh, <laughs> but my mom thought it would be funny, you know, every time I'd go down the hallway in the dark that she would yell out, you know. Uh, I don't know if you know, like, Burr Fox or Burr Rabbit stories or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, she would yell down the hallway, and I'd be, in, like, walking down the hallway in the dark, and she'd be like, where Foxy down there? It's going to get you. And I'd cry and run down the hallway, and she'd laugh and think it was the funniest thing. So I didn't know the whole story. I got tormented. <laughs> hey, that's just as uh, impressionable. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what, Savannah, I'm right there with you. I had uh, my mom, when I used to take the trash out, uh, after after dinner, I, I used to have to go down these wooden steps down the back porch to the trash can outside. And my mom used to be like, turn the lights on up on off. So I'm walking down the steps, going Ryan, Ryan. <laughs> of course, I was booked down the stairs as fast as I could. You know, like if you guys watch SpongeBob, when yeah. Yeah, like the night episode where he's like all excited about taking do working at night until. He has to uh, take the trash out at night. At night. I'm running. I'm going to throw the trash can in the trash trash can, run back up steps, slam the door. I felt too awkward. Yeah, just up. I got it. Nothing. (laughs) Yeah, that's what happened to me. I love it. Well, for me, I guess um, I have a bunch of stories because my mama actually on my mom's side would tell us how our house was when I was, you know, little and until the house burnt down. But um, they would always talk about different things that happened in the house. And then, you know, Mama would hear stuff. She thought it was Papa all in the house. And they had a story that a man was building a foundation for a house outside of, a little bit outside of where they, um, where their house was. And there was a cement plot land there. But anyway, the man was building a house and bricks overturned and killed him. And then the story was that you could hear them chopping wood on nights it was raining because Papa had a big wood pile out there from having the coal stoves and wood stoves and stuff. And um, so we'd always, you know, listen for that. And I don't recall anything ever happening in that house. But later on, I'd come to find out my mama had some profound experiences and she didn't know how to, she didn't understand them, you know, she didn't realize that she's open and um, uh-huh. it was really cool because it was something explained years later because my mama had gotten a bad wreck and she got a slung through the front end of the vehicle and um, she went through the windshield. So she was out of it. And there was a woman that actually was with her that whole time because she must have been slightly unconscious. But this woman was, like, dressed in um, older clothing. Um, but she stayed with Mamma from the ambulance ride to the surgery. Uh, Mamma had to have, like, extensive 
surgery because of the damage, but um, it was really cool because Mama didn't, we always heard a different story, but uh, about four years ago, I sat down with Mama and I was asking her about it, and she told me that that lady was with her, and she couldn't understand why she got to stay with her when her mom didn't even get to stay with her. And she wrote a phone number down for my mama on a brown paper bag and gave it to her. And mama called that number about two weeks later when she got home. And it was a um, phone number that was outside of the location where she raped. And it was a man. And apparently this was some kin to the man because he was freaked out by it when mama said something to him. But she just never had communication with him again. And I said, mama. You know, I had to explain to her what was what happened to her, and she still, I don't get 100% get it, because my mama actually has the TVs up to 100% all through the house, because it's just her that lives there, and she says it uh-huh. takes the boogers away. The wood boogers? The, wo- the boogers. <laughs> well, that's the Appalachian <laughs> term for ghost boogers, not the wood booger, though. That's a whole different story. That's That's taking it back right there. Lord, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Wow, that's, that's an amazing <laughs> so let me story, though. That's that pretty to everybody. Cool. Yeah, so finding Bigfoot come in here and our local, one of our, they call it High Knob. Um, so those Bigfoot reportings in that county, in our connected county, and they called it a wood booger. And I said, what is the of a Bigfoot? called a wood booger. And so if you look at wood booger, the urban term for that is dried up jizz. So I sort of had oh fun with God. it on the show. <laughs> I sort of had so much fun special. with it on the show. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh... Uh, yeah you, I told Ron, I said, you know, we joke around and say, you need a wood booger, wood booger facial. Yeah, there's probably a lot of wood boogers in the pink curl. <laughs> That's the truth. Through that, but I thought it was hilarious because you know, of course, here we've got a restaurant called Wood Booger. We've got people. Uh, somebody's got a tag. It's called Wood Booger, of course, shirts and everything. But yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want a Wood Booger was- shirt. I know, right? <laughs> I, the, all right, so now I want to make shirts. I'm going to make sure that says, I got my wood booger from the pink pearl. <laughs> That's funny. That'd work. That's too funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm cracking myself up. I love it. It's right. Keep on going, honey. <laughs> so, um, you know, you know, Halloween means trick or treating, of course, and uh, we all get that that candy or or I don't know, even maybe not even candy, just stuff that you don't like. What is the worst Halloween like candy? Um, top three worst Halloween candies. Let's go start with Holly. It's that taffy, that damn peanut butter taffy shit. That's nasty. <laughs> you know they're called kisses. They're called peanut butter kisses. Huh? I had no idea. Yeah. I got uh, no thank yeah, you. Yeah, those are gross. <laughs> That's one of them. I'll pass, Jerry. You. I agree. <laughs> That's the only one I don't like. Uh, yeah. How about you, Lana? 
Um, I don't know if they're even around anymore, but those things <laughs> called dots. Are those oh, the dots? Are they like <laughs> super chewy? <laughs> yeah, like stick to your teeth. Dots. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't like those either. Like juicy fruits and all those those really, you know, chewy stuff that, you know, yeah. That yeah, I'm more of a... I'm more of a Hershey bar and Three Musketeers, and you better give me that Reese's, uh, <laughs> Snickers. <laughs> what about you, Kimmy? What is, what's your worst candy? Candy corn. I candy corn. Candy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's oh, definitely God, yeah, I forgot about that I didn't shit. have. So I, See, I, I've I like got candy a, corn. This, this is the top ten worst Halloween candies here. So, Bitto Honey. Good and plenty, licorice, smarties. Oh, Lord, yeah, like take smarties? that out. You what know, kind of sick joke is licorice? Oh. I I know, right? Disgusting. Necco wafers, <laughs> wacky cola bottles, peanut butter kisses, circus peanuts, and candy corn. Y'all remember the wacky remember. bottles you used to get, and I had like the flavor like yeah. Coke in it and stuff. Yeah. 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 You, you take the top off, and then you. You drink whatever liquid's inside of it. I thought I thought it was cool. You chew the bottle. I know, right? Nowadays it is. Man. Candy corn is just an acquired. It's just, man, it's nasty. You either love it or you hate it. I like them. I like the pumpkins. Oh, you do? Like the mellow cream pumpkins? The, the pumpkin candy corn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fun mm-hmm. are okay. Uh, I can only eat one though, man. That's too sweet for me. I'm more of a cake person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we bought Thanksgiving flavored candy corn last year, and they thought it's at Walgreens. They had they did they did it again um, this year, but it's like green bean flavored candy corn, turkey flavored yeah. candy corn, mm-hmm. stuffing flavored <laughs> candy corn. I think sweet potato and like apple pie or, or something like that. It was nasty. Whatever you, how nasty you think it would be, it's that nasty. Or maybe a little bit worse. <laughs> it was gross. I got a question for y'all. That. So, okay. do you guys actually blow out a candle on your birthday and make a wish? Absolutely. Yeah, I did. Yep, me too. I mean, maybe not on my birthday. I might do it on the next day because the party's going to be the next day, but, you know. Right, I wish on everything. Heck yeah. That's the intentions we set out for the magic. I wish you don't come true. You you get the little dandelions, you blow them out. I wish on those too. The wishbone, you know, thing. Yep. You think that shit on my sister's hand. Or the day they love me, love me not. Yeah, the, the, the petals and shit. The, the yeah, daisy yeah. petals. Yeah. Hey, you're not going you're not to put it out there. It's not going to come true. Exactly. It's the law of attraction. You have to believe and receive. That's exactly. right. You believe so and receive. And for it right yeah. now, too, by the way. Do what? I said it's a big time for it right now, too, by the way, is the perception of everything, the law of attraction. 
if you're really uh, trying to tune into that and bring it into form, I'm telling you, it can change your life. So how, yeah. how do you know? How how do you is it like a feeling? Do you know that this that time of time of the the time of year, or is this just time in general? Like, what what makes this time right for that to happen? What makes it like more for instead of like a month ago? Right now, um, we're going through a huge shift, a huge shift of consciousness. And when we talk about the end of the world, that's what we're dealing with right now. But it's not on the physical sense. It's on the spiritual sense that we're moving into a new world. And with that shift of consciousness is awakened people and people who have been on this path for a long time who are um, able to feel that connection, have these visions, and, and connect with that energy. So for me, it's, it's you know it because, you know, for my for years, I was shown the law of attraction, but honestly, for real, I didn't know past my human brain because we're taught that this doesn't work. Um, and, and though I've tried and tried and tried, I didn't really understand it until this past year. And especially into more of recent times, and that's why I say that, is because it's been instant synchronicities and instant um things that you speak and bring into motion and that can be the bad part of it too so that's why you got to be careful with that too so you know that's the yin and yang you got to keep it balanced okay. i got you <laughs> when i get real deep everybody gets quiet i get cracked up over uh, here because i'm like well there we go <laughs> they don't understand <laughs> You know what? We're it's I'm just, all right. I'm soaking it in. I'm letting it soak I'm in. Not, I'm, I'm, I'm just processing. I know. I know. You know <laughs> got the team cut out coming out of my ears here, you know? <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, I understand. I'm just well, having an ADHD, triple HD moment right now. <laughs> I'm afraid oh, to yeah. speak to somebody from the talk. No, don't worry about don't worry about that, Savannah. People talk over each other all the time. It's 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 all good. It's just you got something to say, say it. You know, it's it is. It's a, it is what it is. Don't worry about speaking over people. Say it. I sit over here real quietly, and then I make it good and awkward so I can say something to break the ice, so we ain't sitting here quietly. <laughs> so I'm that person who's constantly thinking, when am I going to interject? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. That's why I ain't saying much. <laughs> All right, Jerry. What was, what was your worst Halloween costume that you you uh, y'all? You know, it probably up. wasn't that bad. Lisa, I'm gonna go first because I feel it in my okay. throat to tell y'all this. <laughs> some people not might, might not find it funny, but I do. And mind you, I'm not racist. I don't want to hear that shit. But anyway, uh, my cousin decided. Um, that she was going to be mama for mama's house, you know, um, you know that old show back in the day. And oh, yeah. they decided yeah. they decided that, that I was going to be um, Aunt Jemima. So here we was dressing up like Granny, and my cousin thought it was a great idea to put black lipstick on my face. Um, so there is my worst costume ever, and now in this century, it would be the most racist costume ever. However, we did not think of it that way. Oh my God! That's black awesome. lipstick. Black 
you see, no one thought about that. No one, no one, no one's like, well, that's that's bad. You know, it's it's just like, it's all right, bad. well, I want to be Jemima. Yeah, like I want to be native. Damn, I one percent. I've got my, I have heritage. Okay, I'll just put it out there. I have heritage. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll go with Chiquita Banana. Chiquita Banana. You got the Chiquita Banana? No, I said it's fine, I will. Oh, uh, okay. I was like, oh, how about you, Savannah? What was yours? She, 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 she can dress up, yeah, and then I'll dress up and we'll just both do it. There you go. Put some fruit on my head. <laughs> I got the white beard. I'll dress up as Uncle Ben. I don't think I've had a bad Halloween costume, but I have to say my most creative one was Jessica Rabbit. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Girl, I was in a hot red dress, a red wig. <laughs> <laughs> like, pictures of this inside a bra. I had to have fish rags because I ain't have nothing. <laughs> Stuff my bra with dish rags. Yeah. <laughs> it's creative. It was creative. Really? Are you going to be that this on Friday? No. Damn it. No, I don't think I'd ever be that costume again. No, I'm not. (laughs) I had to find that dress first off. I don't even know where it's at. That's funny. That is so funny. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you would have loved it. Nobody recognized me. They didn't know who I was. Well, everybody was like, I was coming to this. I, I I just, I don't know. I don't think I've ever had a bad costume. And because I'm much older than y'all are, I just, I'm just, I don't really remember my costumes. I hate to say that. I just know that I went trick-or-treating and we went to different neighborhoods and I got so much candy, it was pathetic. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a so big, you guys. big neighborhood, you know, and so we would not only go to our neighborhood, but we'd go to the neighborhood across to the other neighborhood to get our stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know I'm not the so only I, one that did that. Yeah, I have a question for y'all. So when y'all went trick-or-treating, what did y'all get your candy in? Did y'all carry, like, buckets, pails, or did y'all have uh, pillowcases? Pillowcases. I think grocery bags. <laughs> I had... I had the orange pumpkin, the the same when people sell now, the you know the black handle. Uh huh. Ryan with the orange pumpkin, I bet you that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I was the pillowcase. I used to be come out like a bandit. <laughs> so much candy. Yeah. And the kids right now come out. They're they're going trick or treating this year because. This year is Victor's last year. Don't think I will be taking their candy. Oh, yeah. Plus, and last year we missed Halloween because of COVID. So it's going to be yeah. like, definitely taking RJ out. We need more candy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. Heck we yeah. didn't stop last year. Uh, 
and my boy stopped. So there's that because Jonah's 14, Aww. so it's not cool anymore. So here I am. I'm like, how am I going to get candy? And then I'm like, that spirit's way to say, no, fat ass. You don't need that candy. <laughs> no, you need the candy. You need the candy. <laughs> no, but back in the day, it, I mean, up through here where we live back in the mountains, you, we had to drive. You know, we didn't have neighborhoods like that. So everybody would call mm-hmm. us in the back of a truck, and we would have garbage bags full of candy apiece. Um so we'd always just take what we had, whether it be one of them little pretty little buckets or um, the grocery bags, which typically it was grocery mm-hmm. bags. Mm-hmm. You definitely get more candy than the little the little pumpkin shit I was carrying around. <laughs> it's hard to shake them things out too. <laughs> yes. Yes. Although now nowadays I just go to the uh, Walgreens the day, day after, you know, like seventy five percent off the candy there. Stock up on candy that way. <laughs> True. That's a good way to get into a diabetic coma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got stock up until Christmas come, comes around. Get more candy. Yeah. I don't need any candy because I'll eat the whole thing I'm saying. Same. That's yeah. mean chips, too, girl. Yeah. I'm like, whoo, give me a bag of chips. This is going to be gone. Yeah, I made because a trade for my cheesecake for my birthday, you know, because the way, the way it fell this time, I was like, well, I'll just make my own cake. Normally, my girlfriend, Beth Justice, makes it for me, and I was like, I'll just make a trace for cheesecake. And I told yeah. I told Chell, I was like, please take that to work. I really don't need it. So does he take it with him to work? No. I'm stuck yeah. with the trace for cheesecake. I had it for breakfast. I had it for lunch. You know, it's like, God. <laughs> Never. Hey, it's your birthday. Live it up. I know, but damn. Okay, I look at a no, slice of cake. I, I gain you. ten pounds. I feel you. It's sis. not that easy. One hundred. Yeah, no, I've been trying to easy. be a little more conscious of my health lately, and trying to get back from all the chaos of COVID and everything. And my mom's taking me to Cracker Barrel tomorrow. I've reached that time in my life. I just want everybody to know. Okay, <laughs> I'm now going to be a um, grandmother, but not called grandmother. It's going to be Mimi, and um, here I am, going to be 37 years old, which is still okay. I mean, that's pretty good for a Mimi. But my mother is taking me to fucking Cracker Barrel, so I could have me some chicken, Aww. fried chicken, um, and be oh, a fat ass and eat that meal, and it's going to be okay because it's my damn birthday. <laughs> that's there we right. Go. I mean, that's right. I love Cracker Barrel. I need some of that meatloaf from Cracker Barrel or a country boy breakfast. Make me want to go out there tomorrow. I didn't didn't do so well at Cracker Barrel. You say what, Jerry? I said I didn't do so well at Cracker Barrel. I worked there for the longest time. I ended up quitting there. Good gracious. (laughs) Lord, I, I don't see too. how they do it. I don't either. That's why I quit. I couldn't wait a table to save my damn life. How's <laughs> the dishwasher? I can't believe it. Man, tell you what. You want to ruin a restaurant for yourself? Work at the dishwasher at a restaurant, and that will completely oh, ruin a restaurant for you. God, I have. Like all yeah. the stuff piled up. It's disgusting. Yep, it is disgusting. 
Be married on that. All right, we're going down on a minute. We got eight minutes, Ryan. You better get this out. You better make it good, boy. Better, better end it on a uh, home run here. So, uh, all right, let's let's do this. Easy question. Start with Savannah. What is your best Halloween memory? She's hilarious. Yeah. Oh shoot! Did she? Did she get? How did she get muted? Did she? Have, did you call back you in or something? You muted me. I, I got booted. Yes, and I had to call back. I okay. I haven't touched the screen. I was I was I was on the other screen looking at the Halloween candy. Sorry, but yeah, <laughs> um, you were you weren't on the show anymore. I'm like, okay, sorry, I'm sorry about that. So, what is your what is your best Halloween memory? My best Halloween memory. The best. Oh man, these are best and worst. I don't really have a really bad. I Halloween think you memory. said worst at first. I don't have a bad Halloween memory ever. Yeah, Halloween's my favorite. Um, I don't know. Uh, so the, the the best I would say would probably be last year's Halloween because our neighborhood didn't stop for COVID, and it was like Remy's, my son's first like real into Halloween. So I got to watch him. Uh, run around and dress up and enjoy. I think that was the best one for me so far. Aww. This awesome. year the he wants to be. This, yeah, this year he wants to be Jason Voorhees, so he wants to be scary this year. So we're Aww. gonna <laughs> hook him up. Little mini That's Jason. So That's awesome. How about you, Holly? Um, I have so many. Um. Especially in childhood, I think that's something important that, you know, that we should hold on to is the memories of how it used to be because then has time changed. Um, but keeping that innocent, that childlike innocence in all of us. But I guess one of my favorites um, would be um, a haunted house that me and my brother had put on in our, my basement and we had the party upstairs and which we would do stuff like that all the time and um, love it. That's awesome. And Jerry? Mine was back in my childhood when we built, we made this haunted house. We had the shed and we made this haunted house at my neighbor's house and you had to pay, in order to get in, you had to take a leaf off the bush and pay for your ticket like that. <laughs> oh, that is so cool. It was fun. I guess money really yeah. helps to grow on trees. What about you, Ron? <laughs> I think, you know, of course, taking Rihanna out trick-or-treating for the first time and RJ, those memories stand out. But as far as, like, childhood, I think go, going with my friends and being able to walk around the whole neighborhood by ourselves, which I would never let my kids do these days, <laughs> but, you know, going walk around by yourself and just coming to just getting so much candy, you know, and you know, uh-huh. and watching Halloween specials on TV, like the Garfield yeah. Halloween Great Pumpkin. When back when there was yeah. only like three channels on, you know, and it's all you had to watch, and you talk about, oh, did you see Great Pumpkin last night? Oh man, you sit in front of the TV with your popcorn, and you know, watch the the CBS special thing come spinning around the TV, and you get so excited for for the holidays and stuff. Um, That's what kind of sucks about like. 
the whole like TV now thing. Yeah. How you just like find stuff, whatever, which is nice, but it's also kind of sad because like you don't get that anymore. It's, it's you have a lot of choices, but I think you have too many choices, and you kind of lose the the whole like okay. the specialness of it, especially like when you can see stuff on TV like anytime you want. You know, it's really cool that you can wait yeah. for it to come out. It's special that way. So yeah. we got like three, three minutes left, and uh, I wanted to thank you girls for coming on and, uh, you know, hanging out with us tonight and celebrating all our birthdays together. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to do this again next year, every year. Yeah. 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 So. yeah, and next year, Holly – since you're not making it yeah. this year, and I don't think you made it last year either, to the Libra party, mm-hmm. you're going to have to show up. I know. I'm going to plan on it. I'm going to put it on my calendar. So as soon as y'all figure out when it's going to be, I'll put it on my calendar, and I'll be there. Perfect. All right, ladies. I'm going to sign off here. Hope you guys, Jerry, hope Bye. you had a great birthday. Happy birthday. Thank Holly, you. hope you have a good birthday tomorrow. Yes, happy Man. birthday. We'll see Happy you guys. birthday. Happy birthday. We'll see you. We'll see you guys soon. See you Friday. Talk. See you guys Friday. Bye. Bye. Bye.